1: Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these two verses are called the Shema, which is a basic statement of faith of the Israelite people. Um, When Jesus was asked the question, what's the greatest law, this is where he came.
2: Jesus felt that that was a foundational understanding, and it certainly should be the foundational understanding for a family, raising a family. What is a family? We're talking about that on this edition of Study Verse by Verse. Our teacher is Pastor Layton Sheely, and he's taking a break from his regular sermon series and sharing this message on the family. And if you'd like to hear the entire message, well, I'll tell you how you can do that when we get down to the end of the program. Now, wrapping it all up, here's Pastor Layton.
1: And the Lord, our God, the Lord is one, has three different possible meanings. It could mean Yahweh alone is Israel's God, that Israel serves and worships only Yahweh. Or it can mean Yahweh is the one and only God, there are no other gods. Or it can mean Yahweh, the God of Israel, is one in contrast to the polytheistic concepts and religions of the civilizations around them. And, and all of these are true. And then it says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and strength. And this is a way of communicating that we need to love God completely without reservation. You see, the heart refers to the activities of the mind. When we say heart in America, we think in terms of emotions, but actually from a Hebrew perspective, it has to do with our thoughts. The soul is a reference to our emotions. And then our might refers to our physical strength. And what what it's commanding is that we should love God completely with all of our being. Verse 6, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. Again, what he's saying is, is these words these should constantly be in our thoughts. We should be reminding ourselves and reminding each other. Verse 7, you shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise. And and to teach diligently means to repeat again and again. In fact, I I went through some of the other translations, the New Century Version, teach them to your children. New Revised Standard, recite them to your children. Uh, The Holman, repeat them to your children. The New Living Translations, repeat them again and again uh, to your children. The message, get them inside of you, and then get them inside of your children. Continuously. It says, when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, folks, you're either at home or you're not. The point being is every place you are, do this. And when you lie down and you rise are a reference to time spanning the entire day. So he's saying here, all the time and every place. Teach them, teach them, teach them, teach them. Now, there's an old saying that our actions speak louder than our words, and some of us can think that we just got to talk, 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 and pretty soon those kids are going to tune out, just like you just did. And pretty soon, mom and dad are going to sound like the teacher on Charlie Brown. Our actions speak louder than our words, and we need to model loving the Lord to our children. Um, one of the most important things to know is that the important things are caught more than taught. They're caught more than taught. We need to to model it. Our actions speak louder than our words. Our kids see us. So the question is: Are we setting a good example? For instance, are we reading our Bible? Do our kids see us reading our Bible? Do we read the Bible to, together as well as as alone? And and do you pray? Do, do your kids see you praying? They see you praying as an individual, you're praying as a family, not just around the table, but all throughout the day. How about, are you generous with your time, talent, and treasure? Because people who have experienced the generosity of God are generous people, they're giving people. Are you involved in Christian community? Or do you just go on Sunday mornings and occupy a seat? Do your kids see you in fellowship with other Christians? Do they see that this is a high priority? Are you in a growth group? Are you in some ministry, serving in the family of God, the body of Christ, the church? Have you found your spiritual gift? You know that God gave pastors to equip the saints for service. Every saint, every believer is called to a ministry. Every every believer is given a spiritual gift. Do you know what your spiritual gift is? Have you explored? Sometimes you have to get outside of your comfort zone to find that spiritual gift. But if you're not using that spiritual gift, the body of Christ is not being built up. It's not growing because that's the way God works. The body of Christ, the church, is built up. It grows when everybody is involved in employing their spiritual gift. Verse 8, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. And this uh, command was later kept by writing scriptures out on little pieces of parchment and, and putting them in containers called phylacteries on the forehead and the left arm. And, and the point here is that it was a public demonstration of a person's commitment to God and his law. And then in verse 9 says, You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. And when you visit some Jewish communities, you find that there's a little box on the right doorpost, and in that box is a parchment that contains Scripture, and oftentimes they greet it when they uh, come to the door. They'll, they'll kiss it as an expression of loving the law of the Lord. Now we as Americans, when we hear the word gates. We think of uh, picket fences and gates and things like that. The old uh, ancient civilizations didn't have that. Uh, the reference to gates here is that in ancient civilizations, the civic leaders gathered at the city gates to govern the city. And what it's saying here is that our love for God and His Word must extend beyond the boundaries of our home. It must be in an influence in the city where the city is governed at the city gates. And in our nation, it's supposed to be a nation that's governed by the people. Yet oftentimes I find that Christians, they don't think in terms of being a Christian when they enter the ballot box. They've compartmentalized their life. But we need to bear influence at the city gates for God and his word. And then it continues on with warnings against disobedience. And what it's pointing out here is that we need to always, always, always obey. We need to consistently obey. Consistency is the key to success, whether that's in relationship to self-discipline or disciplining children. Children need to know right and wrong, and they need to know that what's right is always right, and what's wrong is always wrong. Sometimes parents give up because they're tired. You can't give up. And by the way, don't set ridiculous boundaries that you can't discipline are you consistent with your own self-discipline? Are you consistent with disciplining your children? It's an important part of effective parenting. God himself models that for us. Hebrews 12 says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines those he loves. If God disciplines you for doing something you shouldn't be doing, you should celebrate. It sometimes it's painful in the moment, but... But the point is that if God's disciplining is because he loves you. It's important for us to discipline ourselves so that we'll not be disciplined by God. It's important to discipline our children in a godly manner so that they will learn how to live for God. A family begins with a marriage, and marriage begins with a wedding. And have you noticed the prominence of weddings in the Bible? Genesis begins with the wedding of Adam and Eve, performed by God in the garden, and ends in the book of Revelation with the wedding of Christ and his church that marriage and family was designed to help us understand the gospel, and understanding the gospel helps us understand marriage and the family. There's a lot of ideas of what marriage and family should look like, a lot of books written on the subject, but since God is the one who established it, he knows best. Marriages and families are very important to Church of the Highlands, and that's why we provide as many resources as we can to help support marriage and family, like Jim, G-Y-M, Growing Your Marriage, idea behind Jim is making good marriages even better because every marriage can be made better and brother Ben's right here and and he's available to meet you afterwards to ask him questions about that and get involved in that parenting we've got a class coming up in September October I think it's called the art of parenting by family life today we'll have information in the bulletin in the weeks to come children's ministry you want to impact the future of our church and our nation and this world that's where the action is is children's ministries. Call the church office. Say, I want to I find out about church ministries. Growth groups, it's where Christians learn community together. Right Now Media, a treasure trove of resources. We also have divorce recovery and grief recovery to help people when marriages end by divorce or death. We want to provide as many resources as we can as a church family to support God's idea for marriage and family. A few weeks ago, we had the opportunity to Sign up, and I want to invite Matthew and Noel to come at this time for our dedication. And there may be some today that that want to dedicate their families. They, They want to say by faith, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so as I make a statement, I'm going to invite you to join in responding. I will always seek to treat my child with love and respect, recognizing them as God's special gift to me. Children are a gift from God. If you agree, say, I do. I will seek to raise my child to understand the truths of the Christian faith. Remember that I teach most convincingly by my own example. If you agree, say, I do. I I will, in dependence upon God's spirit, pray for and assist my child to respond freely to Jesus in his or her time. If you agree, say, "I I do. Let's all stand and pray. Lord, we're so very thankful that you've given us marriage and family and you've given us your word to explain what it's all about. Your design for marriage was magnificent, designed and introduced in the perfection of the garden. But Lord, we no longer live in a perfect world and marriage and family is under attack from within and without and we need your help. Parents who are raising young children today need wisdom because there are so many ways young people can be drawn into lifestyles and decisions that are godless and destructive and so Lord we pray that you give wisdom from heaven to our parents and protect our children. And some have drifted, some children have drifted far from the Christian path and the parents are concerned for their well-being and we dedicate those loved ones to you and then we ask you to bring about circumstances in their life where they realize they need you and seek you with all their heart and find you. And Lord, we ask you to open the wombs of couples who want to raise godly children. Thank you for hearing our prayers. Thank you for this church family where your word is taught and where we come together as a family of families to support your design for marriage and family. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen.
2: Amen. You've been listening to a special message presented by Pastor Leighton Sheely, senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno several weeks ago as um, a one-off, a special dedication time for parents and families. You can hear the entire message on our ministry website at studyversebyverse.com. You can also download the entire message on the church website at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. When you go to the church's website, you'll of course be able to see the service times and all of the ministries available, including outreaches to children and families, special teaching programs, special Bible studies. There are so many outreaches. You'll want to spend some time on the website again, highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Have a great rest of your day and join us tomorrow at the same time if you possibly can. Also, tell your friends about the broadcast. We appreciate that. We'll be studying verse by verse